Hey everyone, Sam here with Kitchen Table Magic, but I have a very special guest today, Vorthos Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. And you are a special guest, and you're here to talk to us about something very special. Could you tell us what it is? Sure. Uh, obviously, uh, the main thing in my life is art, obviously. And I have a large art thing coming up, uh, the Magic Art Show, which we are currently crowdfunding for uh, to have a large art show at Grand Prix Las Vegas as the first stop in a potential tour and a potential new normal of this becoming a more regular thing. Okay, let's hear a quick clip from your Kickstarter video. Hello, I'm Mike Lineman, Vorthos Mike to some art columnist at GatheringMagic.com, and I'm here hanging out at Lodestone Games in wonderful Minneapolis, Minnesota, to tell you about the Kickstarter I'm working with, The Magic Art Show, and we need your help. This show is going to be the first exhibition of its kind to bring over 100 paintings and sketches and concept artworks to Las Vegas this June this year. At the show, we're going to have paintings, sketches, concept work, even maquette sculptures in one place together. We'll have over a hundred of these, including Ravnica, Amonkhet, Mirrodin, and a variety of other artworks that you get to see up close and personal, and we need your help to get there. The funds we hope to Mike, this is fantastic. How did you get the idea for this? The idea is not new. Um, I've been writing for uh, almost over half a decade now, and the idea of an art show came basically when I started. I have, an, I have a background in museum work. <laughs> Prior to that, I studied art history. I worked as an art director at a gaming company. So this is not a new thing. It's more of it finally got off the ground. And it really took this long for not only for me to realize that I'm in a unique spot and it's not like someone's going to steal the idea because ideas are free. Anybody can do that. But building the notoriety and um, having the clout enough that a collector or an artist will loan an object to a first time show where people aren't normally used to seeing art there. You know, the, the guards aren't normal. We don't have all the things nailed down. But by simply the people knowing that Forthos Mike deals with art, that's enough. And that is what took six years to do. That is incredible. So tell us more about the show. You're going to have over 100 original arts. You're also going to have sculptures and things. Sure, sure. So uh, when people hear that, they're like, well, what is, why do you have sculptures? Magic doesn't have sculptures. That doesn't make sense. Um, and, and the idea is, obviously, we're going to have paintings. You know, you get to see brush strokes and neat stuff, canvas on oil board, neat. Um, you'll see some sketches. We get to see some of, like, where it came from, from you know, sketch to final. Um, then we have some concept art. And that is some of the not only color, but black and white pieces that during the concept push, the Wizards brings in, you know, four artists. They flesh out the whole idea of a set. And from that, they build a style guide. The style guide they send to the artists, and that's how the art gets made. Um, so you will be able to see, like, Wayne Reynolds, who made Rakdos for Return to Ravnica. And you can see him make the initial idea for Rakdos Shred Freak. And then you're going to see the final for Rakdos Shred Freak. And you get to see this continuity between the two where you're like... Oh, I see that connection. Oh, they changed this, but they kept this. And that sort of background in, in concepting, we really, really want to show. Um, and the final thing, sculptures. Um, uh, we're going to have maquettes. In order to study light on a painting, um, obviously you can't find a dragon and paint it outside. That doesn't make sense. Um, so what you do is you make it in clay and you shine a light on it wherever your light source is. And then you get to see the shadows and you're like, okay, this is falling this way and this way. And then that informs your color rough where you show the darkest darks and the lightest lights and that thing we're gonna have atraxa from victor adame minguez to show there and it's you know it's pretty big and it's gonna be pretty neat that is so amazing i was watching some of the uh renderings of the gallery you're literally gonna put up 
walls. I mean, we're talking about a real art exhibit here. Walls, originals, people are going to go through this little maze, maybe some red wine in their hands, maybe not. I mean, we're working on that sort of thing. Like, what makes a wall is the next question we ask. Like, okay, do we need to put stuff on the ground? Does it need to be a white wall? You know, do we need to change the lighting up top to make it dark or something? But I don't want to oversell it because, I mean, it really is, you know, grid walls. It's going to have encapsulations over the top of it with labels on it with informative information. But, you know, it's not going to be like, I'm in a museum and I got lost in here. No, you're going to still know you're in a convention center. But we need it to be not just like a flea market where there's art on tables. It needs to be on a wall so you can experience it in tandem to other pieces. The distance between them matters. When a sketch goes above or below a painting, that matters. So thematically, it's going to be something more uh, into a pop-up show or pop-up gallery. If there's any uh, hipsters out of Brooklyn here, it's more similar to that in feeling, uh, except you're in a convention center, not in some random warehouse uh, near the edge of the city. I love that. Okay. And there's also going to be some Kickstarter rewards. Could you tell us a little bit about that, Mike? Sure. Uh, in in talking about that to say, well, why don't why are we doing the Kickstarter in the first place? Like, why aren't you just renting walls, rent art, bingo, bango? Well, that's the problem is that when it's Vegas, everything's really expensive. Um, so we're like, well, why don't we buy walls? We'll bring them. And then the next show, it's not going to be so expensive at all. We just got to pay to ship the things there and we're done. And art, we can get there cheaply. Um, so we have a few rewards. We're like, okay, how can we get some value in there that people would be okay to pitch in a couple bucks to help out to say, yeah, I'd love to help an art show become a thing now at Vegas and going forward. So, you know, we have um, some tokens, wonderful people over at uh, Cardamajigs. Um, Rico is just so stellar at really knowing the newest new. He's got like a metal enamel token, which is like this heavy piece of like gold and it's like an old timey like Burger King like thing with the Pokemon <laughs> except it's a token they're just they're super cool we have a print and play mat from Zach Stella who does work traditionally which people didn't know um, beautiful piece he made this painting sold in like a day which we were surprised we're like whoa okay and then of course we have some uh, uh, other add-on things that will be coming soon uh, obviously we just revealed that we're going to have a print available of the piece um, playmats are going to be neat but we're working on a couple added extra things on the end um, but we really wanted to hedge our bets we were really nervous that this was not going to be something that enough people are willing to pitch in about to say you know i'll put in five ten bucks so we had to slowly unveil it which you'll see soon Mike, that is fantastic. I've been checking out the reward levels. And you're right, Rico makes some really amazing tokens from Cardamajigs. And then also there's going to be a dinner as well and then also an early walkthrough. So, okay, so this, this dinner idea, this is the thing we've gotten the most questions about. So originally, we were going to just have a simple dinner. It was going to be really cheap. It was basically going to be like, uh, pitch in $20 and we'll organize dinner. You pay for your own food. And then we're like, wait a minute. What if we do it as a higher level tier and it's a really nice dinner? So that the people that actually understand that if I throw down, you know, it's not cheap. Um, I'm going to have an amazing dinner and this is going to be the highlight of my entire week. Like that idea of I get to hang out with artists and we just have one or two more that are yet to announce, which you'll actually you'll hear it by the time we get this. Um, we're having Jason Engel come and then we have one, maybe a couple more too. So you're going to be in this intimate setting talking with artists, getting to ask really interesting things with other passionate art people. So you get to talk at a very high level, have some amazing food. We're going to, uh, we're working on the, the deal of the meal yet, which we yet to announce, but it's going to sell out right away. And it's the one thing that we can offer that is so unique from a GP. You can't do this at an SEG open. You can't do this at a normal GP in Nebraska to say, I want to have dinner, amazing dinner with artists to talk art. Like you just can't do that. 
And the pre-show, originally we were going to have sales in the show. Originally in that pre-show, the, the, the sales was the part. We could have a gallery instead of an exhibition. So you can have an art show, which means anything. Exhibition means no sales. Gallery means sales. So the early access was going to be people could buy art early. But since I talked to a bunch of artists, being the community man I am, and said, you know, is that going to be okay? And they said, well, if people go to the early show and buy all this concept art or buy all this art from you, they may not buy my art at my booth at GP Vegas. And I'm like, ah, that's clever. Good point. I don't need to sell it here. That's not something I need. But they do. So that's kind of something that's, you know, this remnant of our earlier works. We're still going to have an opening get together, a party, cheese. There may be wine. We'll see. Um, but it's not going to be the, the, the mad dash as it originally was simply because we're, we're, we're iterating. We're mindful of what the artists want and what the community needs from this. And we're willing to react to it in a moment's notice. And I think that's okay. Mike, I think visitors are really going to look forward to all the different reward levels that you have. But also, could you share with us about why you've chosen the planes that you have chosen? Okay, so for, for people that are brand new to this, that are just like, I love kitchen table, and they haven't even clicked on the link yet, so that you haven't looked at it. Um, we're choosing four planes, um, and the four planes are Mir- Mirrodin, which is also new Phyrexia, um, Ravnica, which includes Return to Ravnica. Um, we're having Amonkhet, which is literally being released right now, and we're going to have Innistrad, both old and new. And the reason why we chose those four is, one, there's more art. Anytime you have a return to set, you have double the amount of art, obviously. So people would ask, why don't you just do Dominaria? There's been like 10, 15 years. Just do that. It's the easy choice. The problem with that is it doesn't fit the narrative of the experience. So by having different rooms, we will have an introduction to each room, be a planeswalker from the plane. So for example, um, Karn will introduce Mirrodin and we will have Carrie Thomas Barquette and Aunt Tessador help us with writing the story to say, I am Karn. This is my plane. And this is why it's my plane. I created it. Here's the storyline significance. Here is what happened. Here is what is happening. Here is what could happen. And here's my role where I am now. So you get to planeswalk to the different planes, just like you do in the game. So by having a mix mash of art to say, we're going to have all blue creatures, that doesn't mean anything. It's neat, but it doesn't do anything. So by the first show, we're like, okay, most amount of art, thematic makes sense. Um, we can find meaning in them, and we will have um, groundswell of numbers. We looked into Alara. We couldn't get enough art for it, unfortunately. Dominaria, we got plenty of art, but nothing cohesive yet. And also, as a preview for some of your listeners, um, this is a concept, this idea. Um, this is the first show, and it sets up next year, which is the 25th anniversary. Uh, why does that matter? Because people are <laughs> theorizing that Dominaria is coming. Dominaria is coming back in the 25th anniversary. So thus, the art show has to be Dominaria, which is neat. You know, you could see Time Spiral and whatever. Fine. We want to bring Alphas next year. I started the Alpha Art Project back in 2011. I'm pretty far along in identifying where all the original art Alpha paintings are located, who the people are, want to bring them back to one show, bring all the boom booms back. The massive, significant, expensive pieces are what we want. But in order for us to do that, we need the community to say, yeah, this is totally a good idea. We want this. Do it right. Knowing that boom booms are coming. They're right out of hand. We we have them available. We have dozens of alphas. It's just you can't start with that. You have to start smaller and, and, and make sense. And this is exactly that. And people need to know that. Why this is so expensive to do is that we are buying walls for that. And then things going forward after that. I love it, Mike. Okay, listeners. So you heard it from Mike firsthand. 
there is a specific reason as to why we're buying walls is because this is going to be a fixture of the magic community, hopefully moving forward. And I love what you said, Mike, about crafting a story that is relevant to us in the community right now with the current sets. We just had Innistrad and now we're going into Amonkhet. Like these are relevant places for us to go. I also really appreciate the little spoiler you gave us about what is to come in Magic 25-year anniversary. Are we going back to Dominaria? I hope uh, Mark Rosewater does us a solid favor and does bring us back there. If we do, then we're going to be able to also have all the art to go along with it. I think it's an incredibly noble cause. I think it's very, very worth it. And uh, I'm very excited, Mike, for this show. Are you looking for anything yourself? Are you looking for a pet card, a deck? Uh, something in your commander deck that you really enjoy out of these four planes? Oh, gosh. In terms of uh, Innistrad, I'm always looking for good angels. <laughs> in terms of Amonkhet, I'm always looking for indestructible godlike creatures. So uh, maybe mythical okay. weapons. Who knows? I mean, they could all be in there. Okay. We, we, we have some of those things already. Um, you will see more. Um, we have already announced, we already have a planeswalker. Uh, Nissa's uh, painting from Howard Lyon will be in the show. And frankly, it may be one of the only times people get to see it up close. And we, we know that. Paintings go missing. They stay up someone's house and they never leave. And there's power in that. That There's reason why you, you visit the Mona Lisa, even though everybody knows what it looks like. It's this big. It's like a foot by 18 inches. It's tiny. But seeing it up close matters. You become in the moment and it becomes this fixed memory of where you were at the time in your life. And... People don't even know they want this. They, they assume from a GP survey, make it cheaper, make it more stuff. It's like, yes, that's great. But this is something you want and you don't even know until you see it. And you're like, oh my God, we need to do this at all of them. Channel Fireball being the sole source of GPs in 2018 is not coincidental to why this is finally going to be able to travel easily and to say, well, can you go to Japan? Could you go to Britain? And the answer is yes. It's just logistics. That's really it. Is. There's nothing holding me back. There's nothing holding the art back. It's really just, how do we get the art there? How do we pay for it? And that's it. And it's really not expensive to ship art in the grand scheme of things. To build an art exhibition at a museum, it's like dollars to $250,000 because you have to build it from scratch. For us, we already have a room. We just need to get the walls in, get the art there, and we're done. That is very important what you said, Mike. This process is really about asking the magic community, is this something that you don't know that you want, but you really want? And for many years, prominent members like Brian Rowe and Christine Sprankle and the professor and everyone, we've been talking about getting a magic convention together. And perhaps this is the first wave of bringing other events, artist-specific events to just large tournaments and things like that. I think it's a great evolution and this is just the beginning. You're, you're, you're on point on that. And that this is one aspect. I can't bring panels into existence by myself. I can't cosplay by myself. But what I can do is bring art. I can do that. I can easily do that and then build off of that. For example, art area. What if we had a painting demo? Maybe Howard was there teaching students that would be nearby how to paint something. What if a cosplayer would do a sitting? People bring out their sketchbooks in the art space and they get to paint or draw the planeswalker. So it's practice to a local art school. Maybe, uh, you know, a more casual fans will say, well, I don't want to play in the main event. And uh, drafts are really tough, but I still want to go out and check out some of the other random vendors. Maybe I want to pick up a card or two. Maybe I want to check out an art show for free. You know, it brings these magic community members that should not be there, that just don't engage at the high level magic. But if we can bring these approachable things, a con is 
it's really just when you reframe it. We've already had cons before. I mean, I would argue um, we had one at Nebraska not long ago where we had an artist panel. A friend of mine, uh, April King, set up four artists and just asked some questions and recorded it. And that was it. Simple. But having that an overarching theme to say, all right, this is going to be something for the casual fan. We're going to have, I don't know, one of our pros doing a deck tech to teach you about why Delver is so good in the newest build. You know, those sort of really high touch things. Cause then a casual person could come up and be like, Hey, I want to get into modern. Uh, I kind of have the starting of an infect deck. How do I do it? You know, instead of searching a thousand videos, you can have someone up there explain it, do a Q and A at the end. Maybe takes a half an hour to maybe at the end of the day. And then from there, they're like, Oh, uh, art show opening at 7 PM. And then there's a dinner later on. It's simple. It's just coordination. And we're kind of poking the bear, trying to get them to move in that direction. And I think they are. And having one GP will only reinforce that. But we have to do it ourselves. You can't just demand things. And they can say, well, what do you need? So instead, I say, I'm going to do an art show. If it sucks, you tell me. If it's great, tell me. Tell me why. And we're going to have surveys at the end to find out exactly what people want and why they do for the people there. This is gearing up to be a really exciting inaugural event and also an evolution of the magic community. And it's very courageous what you're doing, Mike. I have to really acknowledge you for taking something that you are passionate about, that you have experience with, and taking that leadership role, bringing upon that mantle on the community and saying, hey, you know what, we're going to do this. And, it, and you're, you're right. It is like a concept, right? Uh, right now, it isn't a concept. And um, right now, it's Sunday, the 2nd of April, and you've already got 93 $300. There's 24 days left to go. The goal is $15,000. I'm confident that you'll be able to get there. And I hope that listeners here really think about what Mike said. We're not just crafting a story. We're not just bringing art that could get lost into the forefront. We're not just allowing people to stand in front of the original art, rather on this tiny little box that we see on a piece of cardboard, but really to connect with it, to really have it be a bigger part of our lives. Mike, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listening audience? If there's anything else that I would have is to make myself available. I'm quite easy to find online. You write Vorthos Mike and I show up. I don't ask people to try to spell my last name. They butcher it. There's four N's. It's tough. I get it. But but really, I, I really do want to hear from people to say, like, I, I want to get into getting art. How do I get a print? What if it's a print that isn't well known, but it's a pet card of mine? How do I do that? Um, and I'm always available for that. And I know I reiterate myself on that in every podcast I'm on. But really, it, it's true. I mean, if there's someone who wants to get into framing, I have written articles on framing. If there's people that want to get into their first original, how do they engage that? How do they get an artist to respond after they've emailed them four times? Like those sort of minor that seem, you know, tougher, nerve wracking. Let me know. I'm available for that at all times. I simple message, DM, total my DMs on uh, my direct messages on Twitter are always open. So in case you feel weird about it and don't want to email, feel free. And I'd be happy to talk about it more or explain things more in depth because this is just an introduction to what, what I'm up to uh, for the show. But there's going to be more. There will be much, much more in the coming weeks. And if you have questions, let me know. Magic Art Show is very easy to find. It's at magicartshow.com. It's also on Twitter at magicartshow. Also, facebook.com slash magicartshow. You're going to be able to find links to the Kickstarter page where you're going to be able to get the video and also access to images and also the reward levels. So I hope really, listeners, please, if this matters to you and if art matters to you and also if community building matters to you, please contribute to the Magic Art Show. It's going to be going on at GP Vegas, June 14th through 18th. 
phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to the show. And listeners, remember, please support Magic Art Show. I'll have links all in the show notes at kitchentablemagic.org. Thank you so much, Mike, for hopping on real quick to share with me. Thanks for having me today and support the show. 